Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on the Shadow. This episode originally aired on September 14th, 1947, and here is When the Grave is Open. Once again, your neighborhood blue coal dealer brings you the thrilling adventures of the shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcefully to young and old alike that crime does not pay. It's blue coal for finest heating service. It's blue coal for finest modern equipment. It's blue coal for the best home heat money can buy. Actually, blue coal gives you more value for your money. It costs no more than ordinary coal, but because blue coal is cleaner, slower burning, higher quality, yes, the finest anthracite obtainable anywhere in the world, blue coal gives you more heat for each dollar's worth of fuel you burn. This year, insist on blue coal, America's finest home fuel. The shadow who aids the forces of law and order is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret, the hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, When the Grave is Open. It is shortly after midnight. In a cemetery on the outskirts of town, two sinister figures pick their way carefully through the tombstones. This looks like it, Ryan. Fresh turned grave just about to cool this head of the day. You have to make so much noise. I... There's a caretaker in this marble orchard. Maybe he ain't exactly dead. You'd think it was our first body snatch digger. 
What's with you? Nothing. I just don't know what Kohler's got in back of his skull. That always worries me. Ain't it? How come he's so particular about getting this stiff for no other? Usually he just puts in an order for a stiff, and that's that. This time it's got to be this one. Why? Oh, you say I get my dough, I ain't curious. Yeah, so I noticed. Okay, start digging. I'll keep an eye out for the caretaker. Uh, hey, the date's nice and soft. It'll take long. What's that? Someone coming, duck. What's going on, mister? No, don't move. I got a gun on you. No, don't shoot. I guess you got me. Oh, grave robber, huh? All right. Let's get a good look at you. Now, turn around now. Okay, Ryan, you can stop sweating. I was beginning to worry, Digger. Thought you might have powdered on me. I was getting behind. Uh-oh. What's the matter? I hit the guy too hard. He's dead. What do we do? What do you mean, what do we do? Cole is paying us for a stiff, ain't he? Okay, so we got a stiff. We got this one. He should have been here by now. You told him we had the stiff, didn't you? I told him. What's he do with these stiffs he buys us up? It's about the sixth one already. Maybe he's making up a baseball team. Yeah, that may be him now. Oh, good evening, my friend. Better night. What? Hello, Colin. You're late. I trust I didn't keep you boys from anything. No, but we had to entertain somebody for you, and he, uh, he wasn't exactly good company. Oh, yes. You got what I ordered, you said? May I see it? Why not? Right here. Pull back the canvas, right? Okay. Well, surely there's been some mistake. This isn't the subject I ordered. <laughs> Must be you know him personally. Not exactly, my friend. However, I did know that he was lame. This subject isn't. The conclusion is obvious. Cover him up, Ryan. A matter of fact, Kohler, we had a little difficulty. I see. Perhaps it will be safer if I dispose of our friend here through channels. Uh, suppose we make it 50 for this one instead of the usual 100. No, suppose we just let a ride, Kohler, sort of uh, on the house. I got an idea. We'd make a good combination as partners. How do you mean? I got an idea a lot of insurance companies been paying off much more than a century on our product. Hey, Cola? Blackmail, Digger? Blackmail's such an ugly word, Cola. Let's say sales talk, huh? Now, wait a... But then, why argue? There should be plenty for both of us. Partner. You see something sinister about an attempted grave robbery, eh, Cranston? Yes, Commissioner, particularly since the caretaker hasn't been seen since it happened. Lamont thinks he may have disturbed the grave robbers and they kidnapped him, Commissioner. Yes, I'm sure he does. Cranston never sees a simple explanation for anything that happens. Always something melodramatic. Well, take a look at this case, Commissioner. The grave was a particularly exposed one where the robbers took a great chance of being discovered. Why? You tell me. Well, I don't know. It was a pauper's grave, so there wasn't anything on the body they'd be after. And yet they deliberately picked this particular one where they were almost certain of being seen. 
Maybe the night was better there. Then you don't think there's anything behind these grave robberies, Commissioner? Vandalism, perhaps. Nothing sinister, I'm afraid. I can see we're taking up the Commissioner's time, Margaret. Mm-hmm. Nonsense, Cranston. Always glad to see you. Socially. Drop in any time. Socially. I see what you mean, Commissioner. Now, let's go, darling. Goodbye, Commissioner. Goodbye. And, uh, Margot. Yes? Hide those detective stories he's been reading, will you? Huh. Detective stories. Maybe do him some good if he'd read some. <laughs> oh, don't be angry, darling. After all, the Commissioner's a busy man, and maybe after all he is right. Maybe it is just vandalism. Nonsense. There's something sinister behind these grave thefts, and I intend to find out what it is. How? I found out who the man was whose grave they tried to rob. So, to begin with, perhaps we'd better have a talk with his landlady. Hello, Cola. You look surprised. Digger, what are you doing here? I told you never to come to my place. Now, is there any way to talk to a partner? I'm expecting my client any minute. There he is now. You mustn't be seen here. Huh? Quickly, in the other room. Okay. Coming. Ah, Mason. Come in, come in, sir. Yeah, sit down, sit down, sir. Thank you. <sighs> well, Kohler, I have good news for you, Mr. Mason. Oh? We're arranging for your death the night after tomorrow. Is that satisfactory? I think so. There'll be no hitches? None that I foresee. Of course, yours has been a rather difficult case. I know, I know. That's why I'm paying you $50,000. I expect there to be no slip-up. Naturally, sir, naturally. You'll hold yourself in readiness. Why, of course, man, of course. <clears throat> Here's the 25000 you wanted on count. I'll give you the rest. <laughs> After I'm buried. Quite satisfactory, sir, quite. Fine. Good day, Kohler. Good day, Mr. Mason. All right, Digger. Very neat, partner. 25 Gs. Now, uh, my share... Your share, dear partner, comes after we secure the subject. The one in the grave, you remember? The one you failed to get the first time. The lame one? Exactly. After all, we can disguise the features and plant all kinds of identification. But the man must be lame. Of course, partner. Consider it done. I'll have Ryan take care of it tonight. This time, there'll be no slips. the most fascinating places to spend your afternoons, Lamont. Where are we going, anyway? man whose grave the vandals tried to rob last night lived here, Margot. His landlady should be right at the head of the stairs. Oh, if I'd known we were going calling, I'd have worn my long gloves. Here's the apartment. See, the doorbell says, Mrs. Gimbal. Let me do the talking, Margot. You're hardly in a mood to win friends or influence people. Oh, what do you want? My name is Cranston, Mrs. Gimbal. Oh, what? Everyone has some trouble. <laughs> Carry on, darling. I, um, I wanted some information about a tenant of yours. What do I look like, a stool pigeon? (laughs) Nice going, darling. I've just begun, Margot. Watch this new technique. Now, look, mister, I'm a baby woman. I just wanted to leave my card, madam. I hope you don't mind the green color and that picture of Lincoln on it. I look. 
Well, why didn't you say so? Come in, come in, Mr. Sanson. Cranston. Sanson, Cranston, for five bucks it could be Joe Schmo, and you'd still be welcome. Come in, come in already. I can see Dale Carnegie made a lot of fuss about nothing. <laughs> Carnegie, I thought you said your name was Winston. Cranston. Now, about this rumor of yours? Which one? I got about a hundred. Only about three paid their rent, but I got about a hundred. The records say his name was Grabo. He died a few days ago. Oh, him. Yeah, yeah, I remember, Mr. Grabo. Poor fellow, he went just last week. All paid up, too. Did he have any relatives or friends, any money or belongings? Was anything buried with him that belonged to him? What could have belonged to him? So he owned the clothes he was wearing. Was there anything peculiar about him, anything unusual? No, nothing. Uh, only he was a little lame. Lame? I yes. see. Thanks very much, Mrs. Gimble. You've been very helpful. Along your name is Hanson, I can tell you anything. You see? No, not exactly. What's my name got to do with it, Mrs. Gimble? So long it ain't Macy. Does Gimble tell Macy? Hmm? <laughs> it's a joke, don't you get it? Does Gimble tell Macy? <laughs> Are you sure it's important for us to be in the cemetery at this time of night? Of course, Margot. If, as I suspect, the grave robbers wanted the lame man's body and no other, they'll have to come back. Now, the grave we're interested in should be right over there to the left of that mausoleum. Wait a minute. What's that? Someone shoveling. Quiet now. They've stopped. Come on, around the back of the mausoleum. Oh, Oh, Lamont, I don't like it here. Neither do any of the rest of us. There's a grave over there. Someone's been digging all right. Lamont! Lamont! We'll return to the shadow in just a moment. In the heating season that's just beginning, and which will last until next May, get carefree heating comfort with a Blue Coal Temp Master. It's the greatest labor-saving device possible to have in your home. The amazing temperature regulator that opens and closes furnace drafts automatically. Of course, vacuum cleaners are great work savers. Washing machines are wonderful, too. But only a Temp Master is on the job saving you work and time 24 hours a day. Every minute of every day, it keeps your home Comfortably, healthfully warm, without the necessity of running up and down stairs to adjust furnace dampers. It saves time and trouble. But here's something else. A blue coal temp master will save money, too, by cutting down fuel consumption. A temp master can easily save enough fuel to pay for itself in a single heating season. Only blue coal dealers have them. Your neighborhood blue coal dealer will be glad to demonstrate the temp master for you. He'll show you how the temp master can be installed on any furnace easily and inexpensively. It is guaranteed for five years. Tomorrow, call the nearest blue coal dealer for a demonstration of the temp master in your own home. He's listed in the classified section of your phone directory. Now, back to the shadow. Lamont Cranston and Margot Lane, investigating a series of ghoulish grave robberies, 
are in a cemetery at midnight when suddenly they are attacked. This one's a dame, Digger. She won't do any more yelling. That guy won't either. What? I don't know, but we better make sure they don't. Listen. Do anything? Yeah. Sounds like someone coming. Must have heard the dame yell. Beat it this morning. What up? I told you to stay right here on this spot, Moran. Why, I I thought I saw lights over near the gate and wanted to investigate, Commissioner. I have an idea that... Hey, look there. There's a woman's body. Yeah. There's a man over there. Good heavens. It's Margo Lane. Margo. Margo, can you hear me? Oh. How about him, Moran? Is he all right? He's okay, Commissioner. Margo. Margo, you all right? She's still breathing, no thanks to you. Weston, how'd you get here? We had an idea the grave robbers might come back here tonight to finish their job. Now, of course, you've scared them off. I'm sorry, Commissioner, really sorry. You all right, Lamont? Okay, I think. Thank heavens, I, I saw him hit you and you fell. Commissioner Weston. Hello, Margot. Commissioner, I never would have interfered, but you said vandalism. Never mind what I said. Don't expect me to divulge the department secrets to you. No, I suppose not. Friend. Yes, Commissioner? Seek Cranston and Miss Lane home and see if they stay there. Even if you have to handcuff them to the radiator. Digger, what are you doing here? I told you not to come to my place. This is an emergency. Uh, we ran into a stakeout. The marble orchard was loaded with cops. Oh, that does make things difficult, doesn't it? We gotta lay low for a while until the heat's off. I'm afraid that's impossible, Digger. All arrangements have been made for Mason to die tomorrow night. We must have a substitute corpse, the lame corpse. So we'll make one. What's wrong with that? Yeah, it might be done. Sure, you could use the caretaker's body. You still got that. All we do is fix it up a little. No. You saw Mason, he's a big man. The caretaker's too small. Yeah, right. Uh, Ryan be a closer fit. Ryan? Your pal? Yeah, Ryan. He wouldn't mind helping out in an emergency. Commissioner Weston will be terribly angry if he knows we didn't stay at home tonight. I know, Margot. I want Mr. Poindexter to help in identifying someone for me. I got a glimpse of my assailant in the cemetery. He had only one arm. One arm? Are you sure? Positive. Mm. I imagine an underworld contact like Mr. Poindexter could identify him for us. Mm, that weird little man. He... What are you stopping here for? This is where we're to meet him. The cellar? Yeah. Oh. Watch your step, darling. There he is at that corner table. Mm. Why, Miss Cranston, the lovely Miss Lane, I do declare how nice, how nice indeed. Sit down. Yes, yes, by all means, sit down. Thank you, Miss Poindexter. Margo. Uh, well, you're looking well. Oh, indeed. Uh, a little brew occasionally keeps one fit. <laughs> uh, relaxing, preserves the tissues, you know. Poindexter, we're on the trail of a pair of grave robbers. Oh, very depressing career, grave robbing. Uh, you, uh, uh, you don't mind? No, of course not. Go right ahead. As I say, we're on the trail of two ghouls. One in particular has only one arm. Sad. Very sad. Then you don't know him? Uh, uh, I didn't say that exactly, Miss Lane. Uh, it seems I've heard of such a character. Who is he, Poindexter? Where can I find him? Oh, such haste, Mr. Cranston. Bad for the shoes. Quite bad. Who's the one-armed grave robber, Mr. Poindexter? Uh, his name might be Digger. 
Yeah, specializes in grave robbing. Lost his arm when the heavy lid of a coffin crushed in one night. Where can I find him? Oh, 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 oh such haste. Such haste. Uh, he, uh, he has a little hideout down near the river. An old warehouse opposite the tannery. I know the place. Come on, Margo. Right. Uh, you're, uh, you're sure you won't stop for some refreshment? No, I, uh, thanks, Mr. Poindexter, but uh, possibly you'll have one on me. I'll order a refill on the way oh, out. Oh, splendid, splendid. Uh, good day, Miss Lane, Mr. Cranston. Good day. <laughs> yeah? It's me, Ryan. Take Sure glad you're back, Digger. Sitting here with his stiffer company ain't exactly my idea of a good time. Oh, I brought company, Ryan. Good evening, Ryan. Oh, Mr. Corner. You stump the stuff there, Corner. What's that? Some things will need to manufacture a substitute corpse for our friend Mason. Personal effect, kit of instruments, blowtorch, and a vice. Oh. Incidentally, Ryan, the caretaker's body is too small. You mean we we got to get another? Tonight? Not exactly. I think we can use one we've got right here, Ryan. What do you... You mean me, don't you? Don't you? Yes, right. We mean you. Get up, pal. It'll be easier that way. Oh, stay away, me. Don't be difficult, Ryan. Oh, get away. Come here, Ryan. No. Come here. No. 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 Deserted place. You're sure this is the place for Poindexter, ma'am? Yes, ma'am. Door's open. I'll go first with the light. Oh, it's cold in here. Watch your step, darling. Come on. Look over there near the wall. What's that? Hmm? Oh. Just some canvas piled up. Is it? Canvas is a very strange shape. What is it? Good Lord. It's a man. He's dead in his leg. No, don't look, Marco. Is it the body of the caretaker? No. I think this is the connecting link. It's all part of a terrible and ingenious swindle. First, these men tried to get old Mr. Gravo's body. Why? Because he was lame. Then when they couldn't get it, they killed this man and mutilated him. Let's get out of here, Lamont. In just a second. His clothes aren't his. Apparently, belong to the supposed victim. Maybe there's some identification. What's this? The wallet. Maybe it's his, Lamont. No, Margo, look here. Hmm? Special driving permit issued to R.H. Mason. 142 Fairway Drive with a notation that he was lame. Mason. Do you know him, Lamont? No, Margo. I have a feeling that the shadow will make his acquaintance very shortly. <laughs> Uneasy, Mr. Mason. Ooh. Who said that? I am the shadow. Uh, I don't see anyone 
Where are you? Right here beside you, Mason. Well, what, what do you want with me? I haven't done anything. You've caused two men to die. No. No, you're wrong. Two men died so that a lame corpse could be produced. Why, Mason? I, I don't know what you mean. Why, Mason? I wanted to disappear. I'm, I'm tired. I wanted to go away. But they told me they could steal a body. A body similar to mine. Then a fake accident and a burned body would be discovered and identified as you, eh? Yes. Yes, that's right. But nobody would get hurt, I swear it. Two men have already died. One in agony. Who did it, Mason? Who? Uh, his, his name is Kohler. He, he has a place on 75th near Martin Avenue. Shadow will deal with Kohler. But if you've lied, Mason, I will return and you'll answer to the Shadow... Another drink, Digger? To sort of uh, celebrate? Don't mind if I do. What was on your mind bringing me here to your place, Colin? I just thought it would be more pleasant. After all, we have a very unpleasant night's work before us. You mean take care of Ryan? That <laughs> won't take us long now. Then Mr. Mason takes care of us for the rest of our lives. Yes, and in your case, Diggers, that might not be too long. <laughs> Why the gun? I was thinking of saving Mason some money. Your share. You wouldn't cross me, Cole. I'm not. I'm well equipped to dispose of your body, Digger, and certainly nobody's going to miss you. Oh, wait a second, Cole. You didn't think I'd let you hijack me for a partnership, did you? I knew you wouldn't. Yeah. You talk too much, Kohler. Just because I've got one arm don't mean I can't handle a guy like you. Judo, huh? Yeah? I misjudged you, Digger. Well, I guess we might as well make a deal after all. You get your full share. My full share and yours, too, now, Kohler. If you're considering killing me, I'll tell you right now it won't do you a bit of good. I foresaw this possibility... And I've left a full confession naming you as my murderer in the event anything happens to me. Smart, very smart, Kohler, but not quite right enough. What do you mean? If something happens to you, they won't look for me, Kohler. They'll think I'm dead because they're going to find what looks like my body. You won't get away with it. No, you disappear and they find a one-armed man badly burned. They won't look any further. You wouldn't do it. It worked with Ryan. It ought to work with you. Sit what? down. Uh, this rope does nicely. That... There. Now we'll take a look at these instruments of yours. No. No, no, don't. Shoot me anything but not that. Not that. Sorry not to accommodate you, Cola, but bullet wounds are so hard to explain sometimes. Now. No. Don't. You cry before you're hurt, Cola. You're not. Who knocked that knife out of my hand? <laughs> the shadow, Digger. The shadow comes for revenge. Thanks, Shadow. He was going to mutilate me. He was Take going to. Thanks, Cola. Shadow's only intention is to save you for justice. Nobody's going to save him. <laughs> What's around my arm? <laughs> Nothing supernatural, Digger. Just an ordinary rope. We can't have you incapacitating the state's witness, can we? We want both you murdering ghouls alive when you step before the bar of justice. Now let me present Blue Coal's distinguished heating authority, John Barclay. Thank you, Andre Baruch, and good evening, friends. Before you actually need heat in your home, and that may be very soon now, your furnace should be cleaned, checked, and put into first-class condition so that you'll be assured of convenient, comfortable heat 
during the winter months ahead. And your blue coal dealer is the man to do the job for you. Blue coal dealers have special equipment and trained men to do a thorough cleaning job that's quick, dust-free, and inexpensive. They'll make any necessary minor repairs as well. Actual records prove that a clean, efficient furnace will sometimes burn 20% less fuel. Get in touch with your blue coal dealer before cold weather comes. Better call him first thing tomorrow. I thank you. This story is copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications, Incorporated. The characters, names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Again next week, the shadow will demonstrate that... The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in The Shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. The Shadow is presented by the DL&W Coal Company, distributors of blue coal. Lamont Cranston is played by Brett Morrison. Margot by Grace Matthews. Your announcer is Andre Baruch. Remember, it's blue coal for finest heating service. It's blue coal for finest modern equipment. It's blue coal for the best home heat money can buy. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. When you have enough money, you can buy anything, even a doppelganger corpse. And let's put $50,000 in perspective. That is like having almost $600,000 today. More than half a million dollars. It sure does make a dead body worth more monetarily than a live one. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.